You're listening to the Just Lead Podcast, and the time to turn it up is right now. All right, everybody, here welcome we go. to the Just Lead Podcast. My name is Brad, Brad and as always, Brad I'm here with Mark Brad, Brad Chandler. Yes. Brad, I like what you say. I just think when you say the entire name, <laughs> Brad Chandler, it's like, wow, that's legit. Absolutely. Say it. Brad Chandler. Ooh. See? See the power that comes from that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's just yeah. me. All right. I love Maybe it. I love it. Me. PQ, hey, super excited to jump in. Right. And listen, as always, we're here just challenging leaders to take action in any situation. To just, to just lead. Just lead. And so you can send in your leadership situation to hello at justlead.me. Hello. 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 At justlead. <laughs> I love it. That just leave. All right, go ahead. <laughs> love it. Just to remind everybody that new episodes release on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month. And PQ, yes. we have a situation. Bring it. Let's All right, go. So TJ is an incoming college freshman oh, and looking to reinvent himself in a new setting. Loves the hometown, but there's, of course, being uh, built-in barriers of yep. being from a small town where everybody knows everybody. So it's kind of, you know, going to college, looking yeah. to kind of establish sort of new new yeah. setting, grow and, you know, hashtag adulting, all that stuff. Right. You Know, right. and begin stepping into maturity as a young leader. So let's talk about yeah. maturity. Like what is maturity? What yeah. does it look like to, to, to be a mature leader? How do you show yourself to even be, I don't know, a mature adult? Yeah, you know? I, think, I think it's important to know that maturity isn't attached to age. Yes. We've heard that before. So for this conversation, we're not talking about 18-year-olds. We're not talking about 35. I know people who are 50 who are incredibly immature and selfish. Right. I think part of maturity is being selfless. Mm-hmm. I think the more selfish you are, the more immature mature you are, the more mature you are, the more selfless you are. So I think that's the key point for this discussion is to understand it's not age related and there's what plays into it is selfishness and selflessness. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a big thing, but there are differences. There are very mature leaders who are young in age, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there are very immature leaders who are been leading for a long time, being influential, but they're older and they're just, yeah. man, they're incredibly selfish. For sure. You know, What are some of the things that you think maybe stunts the growth of a leader where, yes, maybe they're advanced in age yeah. or experience, but then they, they exhibit immature behavior? I think I, we were just talking about this in another conversation. I think an immature leader is someone who really only aggregates information from one side of an argument. Mm. I think that's the way it plays out in immaturity. So you're a leader and you're you're being influenced by one version, by one story, by one uh, side of a story, and you've already become judge and jury in your head. You've sized it all up without getting all the... I think part of immaturity is mm-hmm. we make conclusions based on partial information. Yeah. And we need to aggregate as much information as possible to have the most mature reaction, to have the most mature response, and to actually lead Mm -hmm. with a level of healthiness. You need as much information about a situation as possible. Yeah, I love it. So we've got five marks of maturity here, again, regardless of age, regardless of experience. And, uh, you know, so let's talk about each one of these. PQ, what's our first one? The first one's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Mature leaders will take on responsibility, whether in their job description or outside of their job mm-hmm. description. Yeah. Leaders, what, what they do is they practice a level of initiative with responsibility. Does that have to be, someone needs to be on what I call the hook for it? Yes. Well, mature leaders are like, listen, I can do that. They've mm-hmm. evaluated whether they can or not. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But maturity means I'm going to take on responsibility yeah. and I become more mature when I feel 
responsibility. Yeah. I think maturity grows with a level of responsibility. Yeah. When I'm responsible, yes. when I know, hey, it's my, like, here's a perfect example. When I, when I know it's my job to take out the garbage every Thursday night, mm-hmm. it, what makes me a mature leader is I calendar it. What makes me a mature leader is I get it done. What makes me a mature leader is I'm, I'm, I'm ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm scheduling it. I'm thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. What does it take for me to remove the garbage from the garage? You know, and, and I also understand the consequence of not fulfilling that responsibility. Yeah. So responsibility matures us by nature. Yes. But a mature leader yeah. gravitates towards mm. responsibility as well. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And let's speak to young leaders just for, yeah. for a moment. How do young leaders accept the responsibility in the little things just right where they're at? Because like you said, it, it actually doesn't have anything to do with what type of job you have or how high you are in an organization. Right. If mature leadership is about accepting responsibility, yeah. even someone very young can do that, right. taking responsibility. What That's does right. that look like? I think for I think for young leaders, younger leaders in age and younger leaders in experience, which means you can be older, yes. but have a little bit of less experience mm-hmm. leading. I think the big thing to understand is just because something is wrong mm. doesn't mean it's your fault, but mm-hmm. you're still responsible. Mm. So young leaders, what I have found is young leaders go, well, I don't know if I want to be responsible for that. Well, that wasn't my fault. You know, well, we yeah. understand it's not your fault, but you are responsible for getting that done. Yes. So I think in young leadership, it has nothing to do with your comfort level. It mm-hmm. has to do with your drive to want to be more mature. Sure. And responsibility matures us. And in responsibility, we understand mm-hmm. something might not be our fault that went wrong. Yeah. But we are still responsible for it. Yeah. And I think that's a key thing. A lot of young leaders look at failure like that's why I didn't want to respond. I didn't want responsibility because I don't want to fail. Sure. But what they don't understand is responsibility is one of the biggest contributors to maturing. Yes. But what they understand is when they're mature leaders, they mm-hmm. understand something that went wrong may not be their fault, but yet they're still responsible. Yes. And at, at its core, responsibility is about stewardship. You know, one of the things that we, you know, do during the summers is that we invest in the young leaders and to our interns. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's just those basic life skills. It's taking responsibility for, hey, clean your car. Oh. Hey, make your bed. Hey, exactly. iron your shirt. Well, it's taking exactly responsibility right. for the little things that mm-hmm. you have stewardship over right. before you're given more influence. Well, and I think I think it was a key line that you said. It's it's leadership in the things that you can control. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've heard this before. The hardest person to lead is yourself. Yes. So if you can't conquer the little things that you can control, yes. like hygiene, how about yeah. that? Yeah. How about just being being able to present yourself in an embraceable way, yes. right? If you can't master that, yes. you're going to have a hard time mastering responsibility where there are variables that are out of your control. I mean, let me tell you what'll happen. When you don't take responsibility for the things you can control, when you're given responsibility outside of the house or in the marketplace and it fails, you'll blame everybody instead of looking at yourself first wow. and what you could have done better. Wow. And I think that's what's, if I could just say this, Brad, I think that's what's wrong right now with a lot of young leaders. Mm. It's, it's okay to fail don't make the same mistake, yeah. but understand something going wrong. Yes. Hey, man, you got to really master the stuff you can control. And the way you handle that is going to be the way you handle responsibility outside. Yes. Yep. You know, when you accept responsibility, that's maturity. When you avoid it, 
Immaturity. Immaturity, exactly right. Yep. Second thing is, yep. for mature leaders, is you have to have confidence. Confidence. Now, now, I think a lot of people, I don't mean cocky. I don't. When I say confident, I don't mean cocky. When I say confident, I don't mean overbearing and being, you know, I'm the smartest in the room and I know I'm Mr. No, Mr. Mm-hmm. or Mrs. Know-it-all. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about confident in, you know what? I really believe that if this gets priority in my life, yes. it, it has the right resources and I allocate the right time. Priority in my life, allocating the amount of time and the right resources, I'm going to accomplish this task. Give me that responsibility, no problem. Yes. As long as I can, that's what I mean by confidence. Yeah. When you have all of those tools around you, you mm-hmm. have to have confidence. A mature leader has confidence. Mm-hmm. Cockiness yeah. is I'm going to do it no matter what, and you're talking smack right. all the time, and you don't even have a realistic view of time frame or whatever, sure. but we're just talking about being confident. Right. So, I mean, let's talk about then like a lack of confidence. Okay, if, if on the extreme side of the spectrum you have something right. like arrogance, but what about the person who has a lack of confidence how does that damage maybe their credibility as a leader their maturity as a leader yeah what people want to know and i I think in my experience Mm -hmm. i i want to be confident on the vision of where we're going what Mm -hmm. we're doing i want to be clear about it i want to be concise about it so they can really people can really digest what i'm saying yeah but a lack of confidence makes my team insecure yeah and when my team becomes insecure they become fearful And when you become fearful, what it'll do is kind of slow you down, if not paralyze you. Mm -hmm. So confidence will galvanize a team and move them in the same direction where you get your your power multiplied. But a lack of confidence or insecurity will then bleed onto the team. Now everybody is unsure and we'll all start talking about why this can't happen. So I think for mature leaders, mature leaders understand my lack of confidence may not be able to be shared with everybody, Mm -hmm. but mature leaders understand I'm going to portray an authentic confidence, a realistic view, but lack of confidence, I'm telling you, will cripple a team. Right. And it comes down to that choice of just choosing to exhibit confidence, even when you're not necessarily feeling it, Exactly, because you know that that adds a level of security to your team. Right. So So you got to have responsibility. You have to for sure have confidence. And then here's the other one. You got to have consistency. So number three, Mm -hmm. you have to have consistency. Mature leaders are consistent. Mature leaders understand that what I do, whether big or small, it's consistency that takes me further every day than one big giant leap. Yes. They understand it's consistency. That it's working at it, whatever it is, every day, mm-hmm. every week, every month. Consistency is going to be... As a matter of fact, consistency is one of the things that adds confidence. Yes. Because I know in our team here understands, hey, every day... I'm up preparing for the day, getting ready for our meeting. I come in ready to roll. I come in. When I do that every day, week after week, month after month, it develops a confidence not only in me, but in my team. Yes. But the consistent, mature leaders are consistent. Yeah. They're not fly by nights. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. just consistent in their behavior and consistent in that they're what they say and what they do line up. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I love that. I mean, what's an example of consistency that you've learned from in a leader in your life? It can be any stage of your life, but just maybe first person pops to mind. Yeah, when I was in the the music business, we had a producer. His name was Bill Deaton. He had worked on a lot of big records. And what was interesting is he was so consistent in shutting off. Now, he was an audio engineer, so his ears were a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're an audio engineer, your ears have to be, they have to be really cared for. Yeah. He was so consistent not to listen 
to things that made his ears tired. So whether it was loud music, whether it was soft music for a long time. So here was this consistency. When we were on sessions together, he would listen to nothing until he got to the studio. So he came into the studio with the freshest ears. Every, and we worked together for maybe 15 years. Not every day, but probably once a week, at least for 15 years. Mm. I knew. It, was, it made me more confident in his ability as an engineer mm. because he was so consistent in treating his craft yeah. with, re, with respect. Yeah. I mean, it was really unbelievable. I was like, I would, no, I would talk to him. Hey, do you, do you listen to anything? Yeah. Nope, nothing. And he had four kids. Yes. We're not talking about telling the kids to shut up at the breakfast table. Yes. We're just saying anything extra that would wear his mm. ears out, he would actually leave the house early yeah. before the kids got ready for school. He had mm-hmm. the ability to do that. He'd go get coffee, go get a bagel, make his way to the studio, not listen to the radio, not listening to anything on a podcast or listen to any music on yes. Spotify. No, nothing. Yes. So when he walked into a sound environment, it was the consistency that he treated his craft with that built confidence in yep. me yep. as a team member. Yep. And, and so that's always stuck with me. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean for me? And for me in my world, in my little world, I'm just very, I'm trying to be very consistent with, hey, we have a meeting. Here's what we're talking about. Yes. And I'm going to be prepared. Yeah. So I always try to do that Absolutely. with everybody I'm meeting with. So it's not a, I'm not springing anything on anybody when I meet with them. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, greatness is determined by whether it's professionals or athletes or any, anywhere in between by when I hear consistent, it, it's, it's actually determined by your ability to uh, operate in repetition. Right. And same thing over and same over. Same thing, over. consistent over and over and over again. And uh, you know the you know the great you know leadership voice Peter Drucker. One of the things he said that just struck me so much is that leadership at its core is one of the most boring things <laughs> because so it's your good. ability right. to repeat and consistent, right. repeat right. and consistent. What and I, it's it, people who make a difference yeah. are these, and people who make big impacts and who are great at their craft. It yeah. doesn't matter what field of influence it is. It's their ability to do those repetitive things time and time again right. and do it with consistency. Exactly right. You know, And what scares me about today's culture is that younger leaders see consistency as mundane and boring. Mm-hmm. That's what I get nervous about. Yeah. And I get nervous because they have so many options at their disposal you know, for whatever leadership tools or, you know, you know, you, they can go do 50 different things, but I get concerned that young leaders see consistency as mundane and boring when it's Mm -hmm. consistency. That's what we're talking about here. Yes. Bill's confidence. Consistency is a mark of a mature leader. Absolutely. You know, so I, I want to encourage young leaders Uh don't be duped by consistency thinking it's boring right. or mundane and you're not accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. And so it's not just uh, consistency in your craft, but it's also right. the fourth one, consistency in your what? Yeah. Character. You, you gotta have character. And I say what character is, is what you're doing when no one's looking. We've mm-hmm. heard that before. I love that definition. There's a lot of definitions, yep. mm-hmm. but my character is what am I doing when no one's looking? Yep. You know, as am I, are my words, lining up are my public words lining up with my private life yep. that's character yes so if i'm saying and i'm a trainer and i'm going hey you got to do 15 push-ups a day and you have to do you have to do 15 push-ups a day and you have to do you know bench press every day well the reality is if i'm not doing it man 
that's going to eat away. Some God forbid somebody find out you're a fake because that's yeah. what a fake is. Yes. So that's why character is the sign of a mature leader. Right. When your public words line up with your private life, yep. that's when you're building, yes. that's when you're really mature. Well, you're not you know? making decisions based off of waves of emotions, but right. you're making decisions based off of principles and values. Right, exactly. Right. So it's not a behavior. Yeah. Everything I do is value-based. My yes. behavior is shaped by my values. Yeah. My, if I want to be an integrous person who can be trusted, mm-hmm. well, then my public words line up with my private life. Yeah. So it's everything I do has to be based on a value that's important to me or let's say my yeah. family or my kids Absolutely. and us as a unit, yeah. you know, even as an organization. Yeah, no doubt. We do things like we do a 24-hour return phone call. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Because we want to be seen as we're here for you. Yes. So the value is return phone calls within 24 hours yeah. or emails. Uh-huh. But if that's not value based, and it, then if something, if your behavior is not value based, your behavior will be based on your emotions. Yes, and that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a sidebar to this conversation too, because mm-hmm. you know we talk a lot about principles and values here on this right. podcast, and you know because we are people of faith, we talk about it from the faith perspective. But you know we've mentioned before too, we have a lot of people who who maybe yeah. not would not consider themselves Christians who lean into this leadership content. Yeah, I want you to talk a little bit about the Bible for yeah, a second yeah. of how in many ways it's the greatest leadership textbook that's ever been written. Right. Mm-hmm. And how even for a person who is not a person of faith mm-hmm. can still look to the scriptures yeah. for yeah. principles. And well, values. I think first of all, it's a, that's a great question. We've had actually some, some listeners ask that, mm-hmm. you know, who aren't necessarily faith. based. Yeah, what's like the us. Bible have to teach me about leadership? <laughs> exactly. Well, first of all, it starts with perspective. So if all you see is, the Bible, okay, these 66 canonized books, if all you see is the Bible is these lists of do's and don'ts and things that qualify and disqualify, you won't see it as a piece of not only holy literature, but literature. And you'll also not see it in the wisdom for just life principles. And you will also miss the fact that there are scenarios in there, whether they are, whether you believe them to be true Mm -hmm. or you don't, there are scenarios that teach us so much about leadership. Mm. I mean, you're talking about a person, Moses, who led people out of captivity into an idea or a dream or a vision about a promised land, tens of thousands of people, and during the way hit a number of obstacles. And in the story, whether you believe it's a fable or it's true, in the story, traversed all of that and got the people to the promised land. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the great, he's one of the greatest leaders in, in biblical times that can be translated into modern times right. that you'll ever read. Right. So I think it's a, one, it starts with perspective mm-hmm. on how you have to see it as many things. Mm-hmm. You have to see the Bible as many things, yep. not just this list of do's and don'ts, which I would say it's not even that. Right. So it's a story, uh, it's the greatest story ever told right. about the man named Jesus. Yeah. So I think we have to, it starts with a different perspective. Yes. And then when you are a person who believes in God at whatever level, Mm -hmm. the leadership of even Jesus as a man being fully affected by emotion, mental health, Mm -hmm. physical limitations, and also being deity and having to traverse his way Mm -hmm. through circumstance and lead people to a greater reward or a greater way of life. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're still talking about it thousands of years later. Yeah. 
who does that? Yeah. What what level of that's the kind of impact I want my leadership to have. Absolutely. It's the kind of impact I want as a father, as a man, yeah. as a leader. Right. To be thousands of years later, people right. still talking about. Yeah. It. So I mean, when we think about leaders, and you say somebody's a high character leader, we're talking right. about maturity, you right. know, and this uh, this concept of character. Right. What what would what would strike you about maybe some attributes in a person where you say, you know what, that's a person that has character. Right. I always uh, what I do when I measure character is. If I get to know or I'm around the person beyond what I see in them during the day, is it lining up with what they said? Mm. Is 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 what they how they live, how they behave, is it based on the values they talk about and what they say is important, or is it like uh, almost like the opposite? Mm. Then that makes me insecure. It makes me go, oh man, I don't know. Now I can't trust anything this person says because I think they're bullcrapping me. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, so I'm always looking for the consistency of words and behavior. Yeah, I'm always looking. If you say that that's see, like for us, for us at the chapel, our organization, our church, we have something called serve days. Well, the reality is, you know, we say serve day is a big deal because as believers and followers of Christ, we serve people. That's just what we do. We don't have to, we get to. Well, it's important for our leadership team here Mm -hmm. to be part of serve days. Don't ask somebody to do something you're not willing to do yourself or or you haven't done before. Mm -hmm. There are some serve days where some of our, our leadership team is traveling or out, but we're always checking so ready. I'm always looking that it lines up with the values. That yes. whatever we're saying is lining up is is lining up with the values. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right. So we've got responsibility, confidence, consistency, consistency character, character, and, and then, the, la- the other one. Next one is the next one is security. Yeah. What, what mature leaders do is they understand that the environment produces things. Yes. And you provide you as a leader, a mature leader understands you create environments with your words. Mm-hmm. You create environments with the things that you allow. Right. Real mature leaders understand. You can create a culture by what you allow and what you don't allow. Yes. That's the first thing. But the idea of security is mature leaders understand environment and they understand I have to provide an environment where people are free to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So they're secure. They provide security. Hey, man, if you make a mistake, we're good. We're going to come around you. We're going to pick you up, bro. Yeah. But don't. for us, we have a saying, don't make the same mistake. Yes. If you're making new mistakes, you're learning. If you're making the same mistakes, right. you might not be as attentive as you need to be. Right. So uh, what we're talking about when it comes to security is creating a mature leader creates an environment that's yes. secure yes. for his followers, for his employees for mm-hmm. his staff to make mistakes, yes. to make failures, mm-hmm. or to ask questions, or to, it's a secure environment to go, hey, listen, I need help. Raise a hand. You need help. Yeah. What we say here is it is not impressive if you ain't raising your hand mm-hmm. that you need help. Yeah. Saying, I got it, I got it, I got it, and meanwhile, everybody else knows you're failing. Hey, man, that's not <laughs> no. mature. No. Right. We're good with you asking for help, right. but that comes from mature leaders create secure environments. Yeah, and I mean, that reminds me so much of, you know, Simon Sinek's book, Leaders Eat Last. And yeah. he talks about this concept of the circle of safety. Yeah. Why don't you go into that? Just yeah, a I, think, bit. I think we'll put the book in the show Absolutely. notes and the diagram. Yep. But what Simon Sinek in his book is talking about is that there's there's already so many outside threats in an organization, in a culture yep. that are trying to beam in on us as, as individuals Absolutely. and as an organization. Well, he uses the example of the military. Oh. You're at war. It, so great. Yeah. He, sometimes he's so full of drama, but he's so good. I mean, but he's right. All these outside threats are yeah. coming in. Yeah. Well, what 
unhealthy companies do is they know there's outside threats, but they also have threatening things inside the circle. Like, well, if you take too many days off, you're not dedicated. See, unhealthy. If you call in sick more than two days, come on, I've come in with 101 fever before. Well, then you're not. So then there's- company politics. Exactly. You know, uh, bureaucracy. You know, he's going to get listened to because he's he's tenured more. You know, he's going to get looked down upon Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have a degree. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is. So there's these outside threats can't control. Right. But then unhealthy organizations have internal threats too. Yep. And what it does is it literally, I like to call it dehydrates, right. shrivels yes. enthusiasm mm-hmm. and, and stick-to-itiveness. It mm-hmm. shrivels yes. and almost dehydrates yes. the energy and the joy out uh-huh. of being at the organization. And immature leaders create those insecure environments. Yeah, imm- immature, is lead- immature leaders lead through coercion and guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Right. Mature leaders then, and back to Simon Sinek's book, mature yes. leaders understand that there's outside threats. Yes. That's why he says war, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He says there's outside threats, but un, but mature leaders create an environment in the circle, yes. in the circle for employees, followers, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that is safe. Yes. It's safe to be honest, yep. but hey- but you got to be respectful. Exactly. It's safe to make a mistake. Just don't make the same mistake. Yeah. It's safe to have a differing opinion. Yes. But but when we open the door, we're all going to move in the same direction. Absolutely. So it creates a level of safety yes. within the circle mm-hmm. that combats then the outside threats you can't control. Mature leaders understand environment. Mature leaders create secure environments for their people. Yes, I love yeah, that. I love it. And so remember, good. maturity has nothing to do with age. No, we're not talking about experience. Right. Right. It's 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 exhibiting some of these attributes. Again, we'll recap them. So the first one is responsibility. Second one is confidence. Right. And then we're talking about consistency. And then we're talking about character. And then of course security. Se- security, which is a big security. one. I, it's one of my favorites. Absolutely. That I get to do. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's a huge one. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. We'll definitely drop some. I I, I just thought about there's uh, safe people. Oh John my Townsend. gosh, John Townsend's book, Classic. Safe People. Classic. We're gonna have to so do good. four pages of show notes. Let's go. Let's go. Get <laughs> so the show it. notes, man. I love it. Five marks of a mature leader. Pastor Q, any final thoughts? Yeah, listen to me. Lead, but lead healthy, lead wise, lead mature, and get these five down in your soul because you're going to make a difference. I love it. Thank you so much, Pastor. Yeah. Hey, that's it for this week's episode of the Just Lead Podcast. Don't forget, we release new episodes every first and third Wednesday of the month. For more resources, check out the show notes below. While you're at it, make sure to tap that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.